Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another crazy week of Israel News Talk Radio. The show is lighting up. It's July 4th. My name is Steve Miller, and across the Holy Land is the famous, handsome Jew, Mr. Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And happy July 4th to you, Stephen. Happy Joe Biden Day, everybody. (laughs) He's got nothing to do with the fourth. Listen, man, I got to tell you, you know what? Actually, a lot of people, a lot of Anglos still celebrate it in, in Israel. I, I I had to leave well, a July 4th barbecue early to come fulfill my obligation to hold your hand during this program. <laughs> hold my hand. You know what? I'm Give me a break. You don't need to be celebrating 4th of July in Israel. Oh, are you celebrating? Actually, the 4th of July in Israel um, – wasn't the the raid on Entebbe was on the Fourth of July? So that's what you're celebrating, Baruch Hashem. They say yeah, that was in the papers this week. That was in the papers this week. And now you know a bunch of Anglos. They still it's an excuse to get together and barbecue and drink beer and you know and hang out. It's not really, you know, July Fourth used to be. You know what used to be my favorite holiday. Period. Like my favorite non-Jewish holiday, July 4th. Loved it. We used to take my kids to the fireworks. I would embarrass the heck out of them by reading. Like, you know, we would we would sit around. They would have friends. We'd take them to the fireworks. And I'm like, okay, we're going to read the Declaration of Independence, you know. Oh, God. That's my kids. That was awesome. But eh, it's kind of. There, no there is no more Declaration of Independence. Oh, let's Matt, let's see who's listening. We only have three countries listening. No one cares about us on the 4th of July. The United States of China, <laughs> Israel, Canada, the Netherlands, South Africa, Sweden, India, and I think that's it. <laughs> well, no, you know, we were no, talking. Go ahead, what? No, I said we were talking about it at the barbecue. We said, oh, you know, the great thing about the crazy state of America right now is like the country is actually more unified than it ever has been before, right? Everybody thinks the other guy is destroying the country. <laughs> and nobody's proud of America. So it's like. No. Um, actually, you know what's funny? Um, well, first of all, let, let's tell our viewers because I told everyone we were going to be on camera. We're not on camera, as you can see, people. Thank God. Because I. Oh, Sudan is listening? Oh, Sudan. Wow. In the UK. Sorry for interrupting, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, don't interrupt me ever again. But so, for the Sudan, that's good. Oh, United Kingdom. Hello, United Kingdom. We have, maybe hey, it's a, maybe it's a, it's our, our, our friend, listener. Yeah. our listener. Well, uh, we have another segment today, <clears throat> this week of uh, <laughs> listener mail, listener mail. We got the greatest listener mail from, I don't know if anyone remembers people who follow the show. There was a guy from Britain who called me a moron, <laughs> but he wrote back a few months later and wrote the greatest email in the world. Uh, basically, I guess like apologizing, said that he actually likes us. But uh, he he was so British that he was using all these British words. I had to send the email, Matt, to my friend in Britain, and uh, she had to translate uh, what this guy said because I'll be honest with you, um, <laughs> I couldn't understand what he was saying if he was insulting us or not. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave was that was a, it was a great letter. It made me laugh out loud. And then, he, but he made reference to what he made reference to uh, uh, some other comedian, Harry Hill. 
And I was wondering, I'm like, ah, I wonder if that's related to Benny Hill. <laughs> well, <laughs> Did I, you ever watch I, Benny Hill? Yes, I used to watch Benny Hill. Well, I mean, kind of. But you know what was weird about Benny Hill when I was a kid? You know how they always used to do the – he'd always – uh, when you're watching it, they, the, 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 he'd be walking or whatever. It'd be speed, quick, quick, yeah. fast. I never like – I'm like, can they just slow down the camera? Why does everyone have to move like super fast? But anyway, we'll read his email. Matt, you told me you got a, your own private fan mail? Yeah. It was very nice. It was touching I'm a letter. little jealous. I'm jealous. Who's emailing you and not me? <laughs> I'm very insecure. Someone, someone who, who thought that my substitute host wasn't exactly up to par. <laughs> your substitute host? Oh, mean when you weren't there? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago when Tamar sat in. <gasps> <laughs> no, well, we have to read that. That'll be funny. So we'll read that. Um, we do have, um, I do have some uh, good stories um, that we will talk about. Um, and also, since we're not on camera, people, I was, I'm wearing my um, Trump 2020 hat, which would definitely maybe piss off some viewers. I don't know. I never wore this hat during the elections, and I'll tell you why. Because I was always scared. Someone you know, would throw something at you, right? Right, that I would get that I would get beat up or assaulted because you know how how tolerant and loving the left is. So this is the first time in uh, what is it, twenty twenty two, in two years that I'm actually wearing this hat, and it's got the American flag, Trump twenty twenty. I also had a cowboy hat that is made out of the American flag. I know that you can see this, Matt, but the viewers can't. I was going to wear that. It's like a Kid and, Rock hat. A Kid Rock hat, and then I have my Israeli flag. Right here, you see it. And I was going to wave it around and, and go, happy July 4th. <laughs> get it? <laughs> July. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You want, you want to know my last night we had a party at my house and we were drinking. Was it a July bit. 4th party? Whatever. Or like a, or like a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like whatever, any excuse to whatever, drink. But yeah, so you know you know what stinks the day after you have a party? I come downstairs. My my house looks like a fraternity house. Outside there's like, you know, seat seat flies around the liquor and beer and it stinks and it just smells awful like like just like a fraternity house. It's horrible. My house is gross right now. I feel disgusting. My head hurts. I have a hangover. Oh, right. It's early where you are. Yeah. But um so my neighbor this is that actually the fourth of July. My neighbor goes, "Oh yeah, you could you could start off your show tomorrow. Say that, yeah." I'm like, "Great!" And you know what? I'll just tell him it's from the uh, from our neighborhood anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> so that that joke of fourth of July was from the my neighborhood anti-Semite. I was the only Jew at my own party. <laughs> well, listen, that's where you live, you know. Would you say most of your friends that you hang out with socially, like like? Are Jews or not? No. No what? I mean, um, no, I mean, I growing up, yeah, I had a lot of Jewish friends socially, right. but um, now, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. now, no. Yeah. It was kind of like the same that when we were there in the States. Growing up, right? Yeah, it's all the kids you know from Hebrew school, blah, blah, blah. By the way, Hebrew school is a concept that Israelis are like, what do you mean Hebrew school? <laughs> Oh, they don't have Hebrew school here, I guess, because they live they live in Israel. What do you need Hebrew school for? Exactly. Yeah, well, That's actually, funny. I never actually, thought of that. The kids, the kids who go to secular schools don't like know nothing, nothing, nothing about um, a lot of the biblical history and stuff like that. But a lot of the kids also go to religious schools and they learn it all. So, uh, okay, yeah, it's very interesting. 
<clears throat> so, Matt, you were saying that you left the party and you were very upset. Uh, you were texting me before because um, you you wanted to see, you were having a July Fourth party. So you can after the show, you'll go back. Well, we thought about it, but you know we have stuff to do still because my son, my you know my younger son moved here what four years ago. Um, my older son, he is boarding. He he probably just boarded his Aliyah flight to Israel. And for our listeners, that Aliyah is when you a Jew moves to Israel. It's called making Aliyah, and he's on his flight. He's coming here. He will be arriving at 4 a.m. July 5th. Oh, he couldn't have picked a worse time to Praise God. Uh, I got to tell you, first of all, this is the most amazing thing, and it's the blessing of COVID, all right? Literally one year ago, last July, when my wife and I were begging him, please just make Aliyah, get your citizenship. They've already closed Israel off to Jews twice this year. We were really worried about you know, not being able to see each other because the uh, situation's out of our control. Nope, no way. Uh 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 uh. Less than 12 months later, here he comes. And if it wasn't for COVID, if it wasn't for COVID, he wouldn't have been coming here. So there we go. That's the blessing. Um, I have a question. Did he have to? He, obviously, I know he doesn't have to wear a mask or he doesn't have to show any proof that he doesn't have any diseases, right? Any viruses? Did he have to fill out a form? I mean, there's basic health declarations that you do have to fill out, but no, they're done with. I mean, he's just, uh, he, I mean it wasn't like just hop on a plane and go. He has to. No, stuff. no, no, no. To every Jew out there who thinks they may want to one day do Aliyah, get your paperwork in order because it was a total pain in the butt. And the system is so overloaded. So many Jews are coming home, Stephen, that they're melting down. It's just like. Uh, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Anyway. Oh. What would you like to talk about first? I have to tell you, boy, oh, boy. First of all, uh, did you hear that Unilever overruled Ben & Jerry's boycott of selling product in Judea and Samaria? Um, I mean, I've, I saw it, but I don't really I – I, I can't read any more of this anti-Semite crap. I get so sick of it. Well, I hear you, but it's always nice when the good guys win. Some, And I forget the guy's name. Some Some – Wealthy uh, um, advocate for Israel, a guy's Jewish, I believe, bought enough shares of Unilever to get on the board. <laughs> well, must be nice. So meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Ben and Jerry's U.S. You should still not buy because these pieces of work came out and they've completely divested themselves from Ben and Jerry's Israel, and they sent out a public statement about how they don't agree with it, and they're all for human rights, but I think you can still buy Ben and Jerry's in China, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> ice cream's a big th a big thing over there. They, they, I wonder if they Joe have Biden likes ice cream. Here. Yeah, I love ice cream. You know, he's, he's coming here next week. Uh, who cares? Listen. Oh, so you know what? It's going to mess traffic up. That's all. <laughs> Do you think the Chinese eat ice cream with uh, chopsticks? No, I, they probably use sporks. <laughs> Do you think they have sporks over there? We love a spork. Oh, yeah, we love a spork. Hey, you know what? Here's a story for you, Matt. Um, this should have been done last week, but I didn't see it. And uh, this goes, since we just ended Gay Pride Month in June all over the world, here's a great, uh -huh. sto here's a great story. Um this is coming out of Iran. Uh, here uh -huh. we go. This is for uh, June Pride Month. 
Uh, we'll extend it for this week for July 4th. Uh, <laughs> it says, the Iran executes a gay man under label of sodomy, experts say. <laughs> so apparently, um, Iran executed 10 people on Wednesday, including a gay man um, at the Capitol uh, just outside of Tehran. Uh <laughs> And it says news organization, human rights activists uh, agency, H-R-A-N-A, I don't know, reported on Thursday about the latest waves of execution in the Islamic Republic. Hey, where's the liberal left? Why aren't, why, where are all the gays marching? They're, they're killing gays in Iran. But, uh, but you know, but here in America, you got to read, uh, you, you have to have a tranny read to your kindergartner. Well, it's like queers for Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a real thing. By the way, speaking of. Speaking of trans, I I have a confession to make. Yeah. Right. Don't tell anybody. You're you're not really a man. Well, <laughs> I knew it. No, I I, I I I'm 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 kind of a yes. I'm still a man, but <laughs> it is so hot here. I am oh. so I am so jealous of my wife's like flowy breezy dresses, oh. and I got to wear. So I started thinking, hey. Maybe I should identify. Um, I think you should save that for next week when we go on camera. And I would love to see you in a nice flowy dress. It is so hot here. It's just so hot here. I mean, every time my wife puts on one of these beautiful dresses, I go, oh, that just looks so comfortable. <laughs> oh, my God. You seriously have issues. Let me tell you something. First of all, just you calling it flowy dress, that's how I know you're gay because you say the word flowy dress. Now there's anything wrong with that, right? <laughs> yeah, well, there's something wrong with it in Iran. And you know what I love about this story? Um, it says there's according to experts. Who are the gay experts in Iran who are just like, you are gay, you do sodomy, you are a lesbian. Come on up to the roof, everybody. I'm the gay expert of Iran. <laughs> and then the mullahs are like, uh, like the mullahs have to appoint an expert in finding who gays are. How if you if you're an expert in finding gay men, that means if you've got severe gaydar. I was going to say it's gaydar. That's right, a real you're, thing, right? You're then you're gay, babe. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. There's a gay expert in Iran who's going around and executing these people. I mean, this is just insane. But of course, you never hear this. You never hear any outrage from the left, right? I have to tell you. So you, since since you brought it up, I don't know if you know the name um, Zara Balu. She's some um, Jew hating. Uh, uh, Lady from San Francisco identifies as a Palestinian, right? So just but typical leftist. You know about like the it's kind of like the what they call the green red axis. It's like how the communists and the Islamists all get together to destroy the Western world and then they'll eat each other up, right? So so this Muslim broad, okay, who was beat with the ugly stick. Has nothing to do with the story, but boy, the picture! Holy cow! <laughs> anyway, no wonder she's so angry. Oh. So, because me. she's a typical leftist, she starts tweeting out stuff in support of the gay community. Right? Humbled by the opportunity to stand with the LGBT leaders, elected officials, and gun control activists in San Francisco this morning, blah, 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 and it's a big rainbow flag behind her, and, uh, well, her, her Muslim followers let loose on her. <laughs> Is she really Muslim, or she just identifies no, she's as really, No, she's really, no, no, this, this, this. But she lives in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, she, she wears the whole hijab and stuff yeah, like that. So you no, could she's, be a, 
Yeah, so here, just to put the hypocrisy, here you are, you're living in America, you're able to live life the way you want, but yet you identify with people who want to kill another race because of who they are. Doesn't she understand the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, the... This the moronacy, moronic, the moronacy, the moronacy, the moronacy on, of her views. That, let me write that one down. That might be the title of tonight's show: the moronacy. Moronacy. <laughs> moronacy. How would you spell that? <laughs> Moron and then A C Y. <laughs> so it got me thinking. I said, "Remember last week, uh, the word shade and Freud. That should be like a weekly segment, like this week in shade and Freud. Like when some angry Jew hating." pig face uh, decides to like take a, a woke position and eaten alive by her own Muslim followers. Just like Ilhan Omar, you know, that, that um, philandering. Uh, yes. Um, I don't even want to call her woman from Minnesota. She apparently was, it was like some big Somali festival in her community in Minnesota. They hate her so much. She came out onto the stage for some big um, Somali festival uh, with some famous Somali band playing with her, with her white husband who uh, she wound up, you know, cause she's a cheater too. She was philandering and running around on her old husband. Good Muslim lady. Right. Um, Anyway, so she, then she marries this white guy who she was working with, and they get booed off the stage in her own hometown. <laughs> get out of here. When, when did this happen? Just the did other we... night. Just the other night. I saw it written up. Israeli cool. You know, um, yeah. I had something about it as well as Powerline. They showed the video of her up on stage. They were booing, dropping the F-bomb on her, telling her to get off of the stage. So Wait, Matt, it, It's a Matt. beautiful the, – the Somali community. That's what I was just going to ask. The Somalians were booing her? The Somali her? community. Why? Because she married because a white she's man? she's a fraud. No, because, no, it's not just that. She's a fraud because you know why? Here's why. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's the fraud of that Palestine issue. This angry lady just hates Jews in America so much. She gives a rat's behind about the Somali community she was elected to serve, right? She just yeah. She's just a hater. She's not a, a creator of any light. So because she makes uh the quote palestinian issues such a cornerstone of her policy the local <laughs> somali community is like what what the hell do we care about palestinians for what are you doing to make our life better yeah. so she will probably not re win re-election in november there's a really, yeah, was a really strong somali candidate running against her so i look forward to Ooh. her being unemployed I mean, she's just Somali like a vile piece of work, man. Yeah, that Somalian <laughs> candidate that's going against her probably hates Jews, too, but it's probably better than her because <laughs> she hates America as well. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a crazy story. Wow. Totally crazy story. So it's really nice to see these haters get eaten alive by their own. Yeah, I love it. Schadenfreude. There's it's nothing stupid. wrong with Schadenfreude. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here, Matt, speaking of um, since we're on the gay theme and... <laughs> You I know. thought we were off of that already. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, no, we're back on. We're back on the gaze. All right. Listen, so I was at my mom's uh, this weekend, and of she course, gay? you know. No. <laughs> I hope not. They <laughs> said we're back on this gay thing. I'm at my mom's house. I'm like, you know. Uh, and my mom said, guess what, Brib? I'm gay. <laughs> um, anyway, no. Um, so, you know, Matt, I know you're originally from where I live. So, you know, the uh, the Jewish exponent, right? Of course. Yeah, so my mom gets the Jewish exponent. She's like, here, you might find some material for your show, for your little skits. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at the um, Jewish exponent, which is a paper. 
And anyway, here's I found two stories real quickly. Here, speaking of gays, they've changed their name, at least here. Look, it says um, the headline is Building a Community of Pride. This is a new group, I don't know, something in Philadelphia. Tribe 12's new staff expand LGBTQIA+. What's IA now? Now it's IA+. I don't understand what that means, Brib. IA, it never was IA. What is IA? You know what? That would be an awesome man on the street video. Like, you know, like, you know how like Ami Horowitz does those type yeah, of like, yeah. things and like media research center and stuff like that. Like go to some like gay bar, gay venue, gay pride, whatever, and start asking people to name what are all those. What are those initials mean? Put the yeah, microphone I, in front of their face and see if they I, even know. They make I, that stuff up. They do. So, look, look, IA plus. I mean, I don't understand. Like, why do people identify with math? I'm a plus sign. Anyway, so here's a little bit of what it says. So it's this, it's this program. It says Tribe 12's LGBTQIA plus division sign, program director, and social justice organizer made up of several niche micro communities. What are micro communities? I know the word micro means small, but it's like, why are you, can't you it just would, say I micro? Would say it's a small community. Okay, so then just say small community. Why do you have to use the word micro? All right. Anyway, sounds smart. Yeah, really. So then it goes. Tribe Twelve speaks of the individual needs and interests of Philadelphians in their twenties and thirties. One of the most active of these micro communities is the LGBTQIA plus division sign <laughs> program. Um, here, you, and you want to know what they started up some months? I, I should Google that. Google what does LGBTQIA plus mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means you're gay. Uh, listen. Here, you're going to love this. Our listeners are going to love this. Here are some of the programs that this new um, LGBTQIA plus is doing for for their Tribe 12 thing. Here are some of the programmings to feature events. Ready? Here's Gay Me Nights. (laughs) Gay Me Nights. You know, instead of Game Night, it's Gay Me Nights. (laughs) And you're going to love this one. Ready? Instead of Karaoke Night. It's Queer-a-Oki. <laughs> That's what it says. This is que- bad. Isn't that? Queer-a-Oki. I would think they would be more creative than that. I'll be I know. honest with you. <laughs> I would, uh, so, the, the, uh, so these are the fun monthly events. Hey, come on down to queer oki What are they sing, singing? Uh, <laughs> Broadway show tunes? I was just like, going to say, it has to be Ethel, right. Uh, uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Yes. Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow, Ethel Merman. Hello, Frithgow. <laughs> I mean, and I love gamey nights. What's gamey nights? What's a gay? What's a? I don't know. Is it like uh, we're gonna play? Uh, what's that game with the boardwalk? Uh, Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly. It's gay Monopoly night. Instead of <laughs> you're stopping at all the the gay the gay stores on the boardwalk. I don't know. <laughs> The, the, the goal of, of Monopoly in, the, in, in gaming night is you actually want to go to prison. You want to go to jail in Monopoly. Oh, my God. <laughs> stop. Just stop. Just stop before you go too far. <laughs> we have a substitute producer, and he won't know to flag this. <laughs> and we'll get in trouble. All right. Ooh, so listen. But I well, landed on go straight to jail. I'm so excited. <laughs> Woo. So it's LGBTQIA+. Hold on one second. You're going to Google Google. It? What is LGBTQIA plus stand for? 
Hmm. What does it say? <laughs> it just says full name LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. Nope. It. So the IA is made up. <laughs> there is no IA. Hold on, hold on. Here's another hit for I. I was hoping I could get Google's voice to go. That means lesbian right. gay. It's like from the. It's like <laughs> as the abbreviation grows. What does LGBTQIA stand for? <laughs> right. So what's IA mean? Oh. <laughs> uh, there is no. Oh definition. my god. There's no definition. I'm like on the. Th it's. I know what oh, intersex. Intersex is one of them. I um, is for intersex. What does that what mean? No. Oh. <laughs> What's A stand for? I don't even want to say it because there's a word that pops into my head, but I, I can't say it. <laughs> click on e oh, click on each letter below. Oh my god. What does A stand for? Who comes up with like like like? Is there a committee that works there's, on the new officials? You know who comes up with it? It's the gay expert from Iran. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. University. So follow the clicks. UC Davis, right? University of California Davis has an LGBTQIA resource center. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and asexual. Oh, give me a break. Can you whatever happened to just good old fashioned? I'm gay. <laughs> I mean, is that too much to ask I, anymore? Nobody cares. Like who like uh yeah. anyway. Anyway. Well, now it's whatever. So now, guess who funds this program? Of course, the Jewish Federation funds it. Of course. Because, you know, and, it's the new religion, man. Woke. I know, but I, I, lo it? I love gamey nights and queerioke. <laughs> that sounds actually like a fun time. I probably would like to go to the, the queerioke night. I would sing on queerioke. Can I slightly change the subject? Yes, you can. So, you know, I started one of my new texts this weekend. I started the book of Samuel. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. What a crazy book. But you know what I thought was, like, hysterical? First of all, God is the original. He, like, he is OG. You know what I'm saying? He's just, <laughs> psh. Man, the, the punishments he, he mets out. <laughs> crazy. But anyway, when the tabernacle was stolen by the Philistines. Yeah. Right. Right. And they, they take it to Ashkelon. Yeah. God gives them hemorrhoids. That's right. <laughs> Golden hemorrhoids. They well, when they were wait, did you get to the part where they return? They get they get hemorrhoids yes! and they they said, Screw the Jews, babe. We're giving the ark back. And they give the ark back, but they give them like golden golden uh, idols. They put like gold idols in it. Yeah, golden hemorrhoids it. and golden like gerbils or something. Right, right. <laughs> so and, give it back the, and then the Jews start getting sick. <laughs> I was like, hemorrhoids. God's awesome. I mean, <laughs> hey Yankel, does your tuchus itch? Oi, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I was reading that. And I was like, wow. It says hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh, book. It gets a lot better, dude. I'll tell you. I always tell people. They, you cannot make the, the Tanakh and the prophets, all the Tanakh, it, it's, it, you can't, you want to talk about uh, uh, you can, sex and violence, the Bible is filled with it. You can't make a movie better than reading the Bible, dude. It's just, it doesn't give it justice. There is so much violence and crazy, crazy, weird, wacky stuff. Yeah, golden <laughs> hemorrhoids, babe. That's God's <laughs> sense of humor. God gave hemorrhoids. Wow. Talk about a pain in the tuchus.
Yeah. So anyway, but then I, I thought it was really interesting. So when the Jews were complaining to Samuel that they wanted a king because all the priests were corrupt and the, the Jews weren't behaving themselves, so they wanted a king. And, and what did they say? They wanted a king so they could be like all the other nations. I know. It's sad. And I thought, what a parable for today. Yep. I always wow, tell wow, I'm telling like you pick up these books and you go, wow, it like it's happening. It doesn't. I, I tell you, I read the book of Samuel. And if you read Kings and all that stuff, it's it that we don't learn our lessons. And you it's so relevant. Everything that's going on in the world today, it's right there in the Tanakh. And if Israel would just open up their Bible, they'd solve all their problems. But they don't. You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy, man. You're crazy, man. All right. Listen, can we will switch gears real quick. Because I want to do uh, when it, before we end the show, I want to do an episode. Because now that there's no commercials, we just end up yapping and yapping. I don't even know if this is entertaining for people. Um, oh, I don't know. Are you having fun? So I have oh, no we idea. have to we have to do our listener mail, man. That, oh, I was just going to change it to that. Listener mail. Listener mail. <laughs> we need some music. <laughs> All right, now listen, Matt. I want you to read this. You got a personal fan mail. This person sent it to you and not me. Well, the, I didn't person, get sent it. It, the person sent it to Tamar, and Tamar forwarded it to me. Well, why wouldn't she forward it to me? Why do because I? Why it, am I not getting this mail? You get the ones that you get the ones that are meant for you. Lighten up. We're a team. Lighten up. Hi all. With the oh, plug. hey, Go ahead. Be a great the, name for the, the fan show. Mail. Okay, shalom, shalom from you'll love this the United States of China. <laughs> influencing the world <laughs> that's scary okay that's scary okay. <laughs> um i missed matt last week tamar just didn't quite do it <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh my god go ahead i appreciate you reading my email on the show a couple of weeks ago thanks again for another great show matt i was just wondering if you could elaborate a little bit about the town you live in in the news, there seems to be an uptick in violence coming from the Arab population. Um, so the town I live in is part of Hana, and there's really no violence in my town. I have kind of like I live in like the hippie capital of Israel. Actually, I'm finding out it's, it's, like, it's like it's like the coolest town. Might not love it here, and we don't have a problem. But nah, you know, there's problems around, but it's not as bad as it was a month ago. But thank you for your concern. And uh, then she says, "They don't want. They don't want you to die because then tomorrow will be the permanent guest host." <laughs> <laughs> the way you describe making a wrong turn and ending up in an Arab village sounds a lot like making a wrong turn on the streets of Chicago. I've never been, <laughs> but I can imagine how frightening that must have been. You have no idea, and I, I don't think Chicago would have been any better. But yeah, that's basically what it was like. Chicago is Chicago's worse. Yep, and then she says, one last question. Uh, you speak English, obviously. How difficult is it to learn Hebrew there and understand everyone around you or do, or do a lot of native speak English? Uh, thanks a million for the show and the brevity. Also, Tamar, could you please, please, please bring back Shai Bentakoa back one? I miss him very much. <laughs> exactly. God bless you both, and may he watch over you and your families. Pamela W. So, Pamela, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pamela. And, uh, and people do actually a lot of Anglos. I there's a lot of Anglos in part of Sana. Um, learning Hebrew was I'm in the process. It is not easy. It's it's difficult, but it's fun to learn. It's an awesome language. It's beautiful. It's, it's the mother tongue. Stephen, you're working on it, right? 
Ken, Ken. Um, uh, she's talking about uh, Shai, Shai Pentakov from uh, the Palestinian Jew killers. Uh, that's here's my impression of uh, Shai Pentakov, uh, the uh, Palestinian Jew killers. All right, here. Well, let's read the greatest fan mail that we've ever gotten. So, people who aren't follow con- consistent followers of our show. Meanwhile, please listen every week. Um, especially you, Sudan. I love the Sudan. Hello. Uh, they're listening in from hut number 68. Hello. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, they're improving <laughs> their ties with Israel. That's they a, are. an African Muslim country. Yeah, that's uh, had good, had good now, outreach. Yeah. India's listening. Sweden. Netherlands. United States of China on July 4th. Of course, the United Kingdom. <laughs> you know who I think is listening? I have a friend in, in, uh, in you ever hear of the uh, part of uh, Britain, uh, Maidenhead? It sounds like yeah. a heavy metal, uh, heavy metal band. Uh, I had to get my friend to, uh, <laughs> to interpret this, this, this letter from this British guy who called me a moron a few months ago. <laughs> Because he's so British, I didn't understand the email. I couldn't understand what he was saying. Um, and uh, she lives in Maidenhead. Maidenhead. <laughs> sounds it, it, it sounds like a, like a, like a heavy metal band. You know, oh, well, welcome to Maidenhead. Ah! <laughs> like, oh, it's like God. Iron Maiden. Yeah, Maidenhead. It sounds like a heavy metal, like, you know. Anyway. So, anyway, here's the, uh, so la- a couple months ago, some guy from Britain called me a moron. And then he decides to write back and he goes, hello there again, you two daft blokes, <laughs> which means silly guys. That's just that's what that means. <laughs> daft. I had to get that interpreted. Uh, and he just goes through how he was listening to our show and he listened to the, 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 the episode, the nose knows. And he heard a mention of that guy from England who sent you your first hate mail, hate mail. <laughs> well, he goes, I'm here. Uh, again, today in a different apologetic vein. He apologized. He apologized for calling me a moron. I love this guy. Even though I am a moron, so you don't have to apologize. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my. He just goes, it's a great. I can't even read it the whole really thing. It was really long. I mean, I write. It was a really long letter. I laughed out loud at a couple so of times. The guy's got a really great sense of humor. And Dave, Dave, here's my offer to you. All right. That was so darn entertaining. When you make it to Israel, and I hope that you do, yeah, you look me up in the first pints on me, mate. That's right. He says here, I'm delighted you reckon your parents would have agreed on my assessment of you at the time. <laughs> A moron. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but anyway, he apologized and says he says things he doesn't mean. He loves the show. And then he sent us some links um to say you know these are some comedians i like and then he sent a link of this comedian named um milton jones did you watch that i, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the links okay yet. so dave first of all it says milton jones live at the apollo so i'm like thinking great it's some guy at the apollo right here in new york i'm watching the video it's on youtube this this british guy comes out of the apollo and he's saying all these jokes i don't understand one joke that he's saying and then it pans to the audience and he's killing it he's crushing it and i look i'm watching the video and everyone in the audience is white and i'm like so it's not the apollo in harlem right (laughs) right but i thought it was the apollo i thought it was the apollo in harlem i'm thinking oh well maybe they brought in british people and didn't didn't bring in didn't let the black people in (laughs) bust in the whites apollo (laughs) 
they bust in the white Apollo. The whole time I'm thinking, how are these people understanding? I don't understand this guy's humor. Meanwhile, I find out that there's an, an Apollo in Britain. <laughs> and that's where he was playing. No wonder everybody was white. <laughs> That's like when we were driving back here. We took a one summer uh, vacation. We went to go see a lot of friends in the Boston area and then went up to um, Acadia National Park in Maine. And when we're leaving the park, there was uh, um, Fort Knox. And we're like, Fort Knox? What? So we went in and it's called the other Fort Knox. And it's sort of like that, the other Apollo. Yeah, I, had, I thought there was only one Apollo and it was just so funny because I'm like – you know, I don't understand this guy. How is this guy killing it at the Apollo? How did these black people understand what he's talking about? He's doing inside jokes that only British people would know. I, I don't understand any reference until I find out that there's an Apollo in Britain. It was hysterical. I'm like, ah, oh, now I know why they were white. <laughs> Where are all the white people at? <laughs> anyway, I thought that was what pretty was, entertaining. Where's that from? <laughs> Where are all the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway yeah so that was uh that was great so it, it, what a great uh a great email definitely probably the best email that um we've gotten and he apologized he likes us now so thank you what a mensch he and is a mensch even, Go ahead, even though he's not jewish he can still be a mensch right oh yeah that's right he said you know what i'm figuring out a lot of our listeners are jewish i, I wonder what the percentage is of jews to non-jews Let's take a poll. Let's take a poll. You know what I think? We're gonna have to talk to. We're gonna have to talk to tomorrow. I think we should do an Israel news talk radio listener trip to Israel and you know, have them come and uh, do all trips out in Judea and Samaria and meet all the various hosts and and then we can have the company like buy our dinners and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, they owe me. Uh, they owe me uh, five dollars for the movie that you didn't watch. Yeah, I did watch it. I watched the whole thing. Oh, you did? I, did? I finished it. And you know what? They, they, it's like the king of overacting. I watched Solomon and Sheba with Yul Brenner. With Yul Brenner and, and Gina Lola Brigida. Le, Gina Lola Jabridida. I can't even pronounce her name. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it, was, it, was, it was okay. It was pretty good. It had nothing to do with the Bible. They just made up their own stuff. Like all, but they had the characters and the names of the b biblical names. But at the end, it was great because they start stoning Sheba, and you could tell like the stones were like these foam styrofoam. Rocks. It was just great bouncing off of her. Yeah, but the both stones are bouncing off her. I'm like, first of all, that first that first shot would have killed her. Yet she's still surviving. <laughs> and and like the sword fight between Yul Brenner at the end and um, and and uh, and Yoab. Was so fake. It's like plastic swords, and that like he stabs him. It's like so. And it goes it's between just, his arm and his. And yes. his right. <laughs> it goes between his arm, and it's like the blood. It looks like ketchup. It's like so fake. But did you pick up the line? He said, "There's like one really good line in the movie you're gonna love." There were. I tried, but you know he didn't give us a hint, so I didn't know what it was. I did watch the whole thing. What was that listener's name again? He's probably listening, but I did listen to it. I mean, I did watch the whole movie, a two-hour and 20-minute movie. By It took me two days to finish, but it was pretty good. Uh, but uh, the ending was good. It basically had a good message that uh, Sheba did tshuva and believed in the one God, and then uh, God healed her face from all the styrofoam rock wounds. <laughs> it was so fake. It was so... Uh, <laughs> You know, it like disappeared, but it was like, you know, special effects from the 50s were just, you know, but it was, it was all right. It was good. But, uh, you know, 
I, I love the overacting. And Yul Brenner, I'm sorry, he only can act one way. He just has this ominous. Om, what's the word I'm looking for? Ominous. Ominous. Ominous stare. He has a, I see that people can't see because we're not on camera yet, but he's got this ominous stare. Like it doesn't matter what line he's saying at the end of each line. It's always that big stare. It's like this, Matt, look at the camera. It's like this. It's like, and like, they'll just, they'll just, they'll, they'll just pan out to his, to, to his face and then they'll go fade to black. He ends every scene with this ominous stare. You'll bring And it, it, it was great. It was classic fifties, just overacting, you know, colorized, co uh, color. No, it wasn't color. Yeah, but uh, it was yeah. a big, big epic film. But they, they, they're like worshiping idols, and like they're like you, you see Yul Brenner, King Solomon dancing. He's like dancing. It's like choreographed where he's he's worshiping the idols, and Gina Lola Brigida is like seducing him with a dance. Oh my God, it was brilliant. You would have loved it. <laughs> well, you know, I it's only available on YouTube for me that I would have to watch in like seventeen segments, and I just can't. <laughs> Yeah, 17 eight-minute segments. No, don't do that. I just, I just can't do it. But listen, I, I will tell you that uh, you know my kid who was staying with my mom like between his lease ending and his Ollie off late, they were binge-watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So my mom made sure he saw the Palestinian chicken episode before they left. Oh. Well, exactly. Speaking, speaking of that, we had another viewer write in who watched that. It's member. Member. Her name is uh, Marguerite. She's in sure, sure she, from Oregon. She, some, she listens to us at night while she's in bed. So good evening, Marguerite. Good evening. Are you are you are you are you falling asleep, Marguerite? Fall asleep to my sensual, soothing voice, Marguerite. The show always puts me to sleep. I told you every time I try to listen to the rebroadcast, I'm. <laughs> anyway, listen to this. She goes, "Hi, my nighttime buddies." I wrote you a while back stating I use my earbuds and listen uh, for some cheerful news before bedtime. After prayers, of course. <laughs> yes, you may say my name just to give my shekels worth. She's, she loves the new format. No commercials. The program flows and you interact so good. Except with Tamar. No, just kidding. She didn't say that. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> seems to have more time for stories. Keep up, lighten up. She goes, oh. I had to YouTube the Curb Your Enthusiasm Palestinian Chicken episode. I'm hooked. Thanks again. <laughs> she goes, thanks again for injecting humor in what else would be a dark place. And I love this. She goes, love from behind the liberal curtain, Oregon, USA. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. The liberal curtain. She's an <laughs> occupied territory. She's an occupied territory. <laughs> she really is. But people, I'm so glad that she loved the Palestinian chicken. It's an extremely dirty, oh, very yeah, dirty episode. So, uh, it's so, so funny. funny. It was so yeah. funny. So funny. It, everyone, I don't, wanna, I don't even want to like give it away. Just You can get it on YouTube. I think it comes in a couple of sections in YouTube, too. Pfft, so funny. Anyway, it's 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 if people in America, please watch it. You want to sum I think, up? I think my, my kid was my mom who had, was like on HBO, has the whole street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna sum up my per, my my sense of humor? Watch Palestinian Chicken. That is me. That's my essence, right? There. That's the essence. When of when my essence. when Super Dave Osborne was coming in wearing his kippah. <laughs> we can't even give it justice. Just please, people, watch it. It's the greatest um, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I literally had tears in my eyes. All right, so it. here here I got a good one for you. Do you know anything about the country Kazakhstan? Other than Borat, no. Okay, so I'm really embarrassed because the only thing I know about Kazakhstan is Borat, right? <laughs> right. 
Right. Israel has such a diverse population, even amongst the Olim, right, all the immigrants. So, um, you know, Barbara and I are in Olpan, which is Hebrew language course. And uh, so we're, there's like, there's us, there's a, a brother from uh, France who speaks no English, French, and he's learning Hebrew, um, someone else from South Africa, and this older gentleman from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Only speaks Russian, no English. So it's something happened. Uh, he had to leave class early, uh, had a family issue, so he had to go back to Kazakhstan. And he was trying to tell us in Hebrew about Kazakhstan. And uh, I, really, I, really wanted to, <laughs> I really wanted to ask him, have you ever seen the movie Borat? <laughs> what did he say? I didn't ask him. The guy was like oh. 80 years old. He's from Kazakhstan. I was like, well, if he did see it, we'll defend him. I, you know, I don't know. So <laughs> you should have asked him. If you see him again, will you ask him in the report back? I will. I show? will. But here's the most amazing thing that I found out about Kazakhstan. What? They. This is the truth. Okay. They drink camel milk in Kazakhstan. Oh, okay. Uh, camel milk. Camel sure? milk. I, he was like, we had to. I'm like, did you say camel milk? Yes, canes. <laughs> he puts camel milk. Gamal. <laughs> he puts camel milk in his Rice Krispies. I mean, I guess they drink camel milk. There, I was like, first of all, camels in Kazakhstan. I guess right. It's like right above Iran. But then I was like, who milks the camel? Mm. Hi I was like, <laughs> come on, dude. Camel milk. I was like, if I ever thought it would be cool to go to Kazakhstan, scratch it off the list. They bring in the uh, gay experts from Iran to milk the camels. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, you're getting close to the line there, I think. Okay, listen, wait, I'm going to bring back uh, Matt. I have something that our listeners will enjoy. Uh -huh. uh, real quick, this is another installment of uh, self-righteous liberal Jews. Oh, you're kidding me. from Facebook. <laughs> I found another one. I'm all ears. Okay, and I just I'm gonna read it. It's real short, and you just I want you to tell me what you think. This okay? is like your version of libs of TikTok, right? TikTok, right? This is self righteous liberal Jews of Facebook here, and these are actual posts. Every week I'll try to find one, but it's hard because they keep blocking me, so I can't get to their posts because I I say things to them, and then they 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 don't like what you hear. They block you on Facebook. Here's one. Ready? This is real quick. It says, as the world fights to figure out, excuse me, people, I'm sorry. I had a bunch of whiskey last night. Um, <laughs> as, as the world fights. Good for you, Sharon. As the world fights to figure everything out, I'll be holding doors for strangers, letting people cut in front of me in traffic, saying good morning, keeping babies entertained in grocery lines, stopping to talk to someone who is lonely being patient with sales clerks, smiling at passerbys. Why? Because I will not stand idly by and live in a world where love is invisible. What does that even mean? <laughs> it means that you and I are pieces of S, and they're just full of love and joy. And, and, and it's just, do you believe that? This, this is that someone wrote that. This is the saying about themselves. I'm going to open the door for you because I'm great. And then I'm going to give some homeless man peanuts and mini lotions. <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, it's kind of like virtue signaling. Of course it is. It's hysterical, though. 
Oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not, letting, I'm not letting people cut me off in traffic. Screw you. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, you know, I let people do that now. Drivers in Israel are crazy, man. See, in America, America you know, uh, and here's the truth, right? People around the world think, oh, Americans are crazy with the guns. The safest people I know are people that carry guns because they, like, don't want to actually use them. Right? That's right. I Whenever I was with them, I, carried, I carried a gun all the time when I lived in Philly. And when I was in the car, if you cut me off, go ahead. Go in good yeah. health. Gates into hate. I don't want any problems. Exactly. If I didn't have my gun, I might ride six inches up on your tail and start flashing my lights. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I, I was the same way. I mean, um, you know, it really, you know, it's. Uh... Anyway, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I have another question for you, okay? Go Just ahead. real quick, because we're coming down to the. I don't know. I don't know how long you want to go, but it's like 10 53. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't do 10 52. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's something quick. This is also from my mother's Jewish exponent. It says local Jews search for music from the Holocaust. I didn't realize that this was a a thing here, that Jews are looking for uh, love songs from the 30s and 40s. (laughs) What? No, I'm just making that part up. But it says local Jews search for music from the Holocaust. I'm not going to read the article because it's really stupid. It's just basically about this. this, these Jews who are looking for music from the Holocaust. I don't know why anyone would want to listen to that. That's got to be depressing. Cheering and uplifting. Right. But here's 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 the here's the interesting. So it says now Holocaust music lost and found a nonprofit created by Manhattan resident Janie Janie or Janie Press is on a mission to recover that music for posterity and two local Jews, meaning two local Jews in Philadelphia. One's his name, something Gubins, <laughs> and the other one is named Barry Abelson of Rittenhouse Square. Not only believe in the mission, but are there a part of it? And this is the part I don't understand, Matt. This is the after this line, I stopped reading it. It says Gubins, the former president of a scientific scientific publishing organization. Uh, he's the treasurer of this organization and Abelson Uh, He's a corporate lawyer. He serves as a board member of this organization. And here's what it says about the both of them. Both men are practicing Jews. (laughs) That's it. What does that mean? We're practicing Jews. (laughs) They practice it, but they don't do it professionally. What does that mean? That's that's really funny because, like, you know, people, you know, people ask me, are you a practicing Jew? I I, I say, you know, I I am. I'm hoping one day I get it right. (laughs) (laughs) I just love how they just that's that's what the that's what the Jewish exponent the, the the two men are practicing Jews. I don't even know what that means. I mean, just I, after that, I stopped reading. I'm like, I don't care. But I did think, you know what they should have done if heavy metal was was around in the 30s and 40s. The Jews in in the Holocaust could have like played extreme heavy metal music and would just like kill the Nazis and then they could have escaped. That you know, there was a Monty Python. There was a Monty Python sketch about. Someone who wrote a joke that was so funny would kill you, and he actually became like a weapon, and he defeated Nazis by going out and translating the joke into German, and the soldiers would all just start laughing and dropping dead. <laughs> Serious, it was funny. It was a funny sketch. Here, listen. Before we wrap up, here's this one thing that I want to. Since you brought up the Holocaust, that I thought this was both really cool. <laughs> Let's end on the Holocaust. <laughs> no, this was really cool and really creepy all at the same time. Um, Artificial intelligence facial recognition technology identifies rocker Getty Lee's mother in an anonymous Holocaust photo. Get out. So, you know Getty Lee, right? From Rush. Our Rush. viewers great, might great, not great, know. Great, great, I don't great, think the great, people great. in the Sudan know who Rush is. Why don't you explain it to them? YouTube. It's a Canadian rock band. They're phenomenal. 
Yeah. Anyway, 2112 was the best album. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, his mom died last summer, uh, 95, wow. years old, 95 years old. Um, but uh, there's this artificial intelligence program uh, called From Numbers to Names, and they scan all these photos in uh, Yad Vashem to try to identify some of the people. And they found Getty Lee's mother as a child in uh, Auschwitz. Oh, in a, in a wow. photo. That is unbelievable. And I thought that was so cool, but at the same time, the whole AI thing and facial recognition, I don't know. That's, a, that's crazy. Yeah, right? I thought that was very cool. Here, listen, before we go, I don't want to end on a Holocaust uh, thing. <laughs> this is real quick. Do you know who uh, Remy Bader is? She's a famous... No. She's a famous TikTok star. Okay. It says TikTok star Remy Bader says uh, she apparently went to a ranch to go horseback riding, and she says they mistreated her and refused to let her ride a horse due to her weight. <laughs> they, <laughs> and I guess she, she identifies as a thin person, clearly. Yeah, but she's apparently the ranch wouldn't let her get on the horse because she's too fat, babe. And she went on a rant on TikTok calling she's a fashion influencer. Well, I don't know what kind of fashion she can influence other than, you know, maybe uh, clothes from... Um, Is she what? portly? Yeah, she's she's a big girl. Brick, brick, brick girl. But apparently, I guess the horse, they didn't want her to riding on the horse. <laughs> What's the store that was b meant for big women? Barnhouse or Barnyard? What's the name of that the retail store? store? Yeah, there's a retail store meant for big women. Barnhouse? I, I I don't know, but Barnhouse, I find hard to believe that that's a really marketable I'm, a, I'm asking my wife, what is it? Uh, What's the place heck. that fat women shop at? <laughs> what? Fashion bug. No, it's got the word barn in it. Barn. Dress barn. Dress, Dress barn. barn. Dress barn. Now, how do you imagine this is this? You're coming up with a store and you, you are appealing to fat women, but you're going to call your, your, your retail outlet uh, Dress Barn. That's basically saying, hey, every fat chick come in and you, you're you're as big as a barn and you look like an animal but we're gonna we're gonna dress you i mean where's the outrage <laughs> so this is remy she dresses at dress barn but yet she's angry because she's gonna hurt the back of a horse get over it <laughs> dress barn thank you uh well that's certainly much better than a holocaust uh right <laughs> you wanted yeah. to end on the holocaust i wanted to end on a a fat joke <laughs> which is worse i have no idea oh come on you know better anyway listen i want to thank everyone who listened today united states of china canada britain india and the sudan happy and july for those Fourth. of you that celebrate happy fourth of july oh, don't Texas. i hate that yeah <laughs> happy july 4th to united states of china we'll see you next week on lighten up right here on israel news talk radio shavua tov where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. 
If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Norris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio 